Hi guys, I'm so excited to be back in this episode. I'm literally like shaking. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 8 of the Self-Propelled Flower. In today's episode, we'll be discussing purity before marriage. Hi guys, welcome to the Self-Propelled Flower. The Self-Propelled Flower is a Christian community that I have created to be a source of communication, conversation and education for young women. Why did I create it? To be simple, I just want to be who I needed when I was a young woman. Who am I? I'm Tapiwa Simukwai. I'm a Christian, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, a lawyer and an academic. I hope that this platform can be a source of wellness and development for young women. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, this episode is actually kind of like a segue from our previous episode where we're discussing relationships and marriage. So I still have here with me my husband, Mr. Simokwai. Thank you so much for coming. I'm honored to have you continue this conversation with me. Just tell me your, just tell me your email address so I can send my bill. <laughs> we don't do that over here. We're saving God. We're glorifying God. Did we not yes, say that indeed, in the last episode? Indeed. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're, we're discussing um, how to stay pure before marriage. Okay navigating that and i know it's a huge challenge especially like for young women young men in fact someone actually reached out to the self-propelled flower i yeah. think a couple of weeks ago yeah. and texted and said you know i think the most difficult thing for me is staying pure before marriage yeah. like it's something that is so difficult and it's an urge that i've actually been fighting and I, if anything i need your help to pray yeah. with me yeah and that's someone i've been praying with and yeah. it just made me realize like there's so many other people that would yeah. like to know how do you navigate it? And most importantly, how did we navigate it? Because at that point, it becomes relatable. People begin to realize, okay, if they could do it, I probably can do it too. Yeah. So yeah, what, what would you have to say about that? So um, I'll start by reading a, a scripture, mm -hmm. right? More especially about the prayer part, right? Mm -hmm. um, the Bible says in Second Samuel 5, mm -hmm. verse 19 to 20, so David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? Mm -hmm. And the Lord said to David, go up for I will doubtlessly deliver the Philistines into your hands. Mm -hmm. So David went to mm -hmm. Belperazim. Mm -hmm. I'll end there. And I'll skip to um, 1 Samuel 30 verse mm -hmm. 8. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this, this, this troop? Shall I overtake them? Mm. And God answered him and said, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Mm. And David went. Mm -hmm. If you see the pattern in the scriptures that I've read, mm -hmm. is that David prayed mm -hmm. and asked God, mm -hmm. What shall I do? Or, you know, would this actually work out? Mm -hmm. And the moment that God gave him an answer and said, Yes, it will work out he swung into action, mm -hmm. right? So around the, around the issues of celibacy, it's probably what I would, what I would term as 10% prayer mm -hmm. and 90% action, mm. right? It's, it's not what you know or what you're asking God. Mm -hmm. It's what you do with what you know, mm. right? And if the more that you begin to understand each other, mm and have certain agreements, mm. there has to be an enforcement of these agreements regardless of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember, that, that, you know, back then in my times of being in the youth group, you know, mm. uh, one of our, our teachers would always say, do not turn on the stove until you're ready to cook, mm -hmm. right? So there's certain circumstances that we put ourselves in 
unexpected that we are going to get out of because we are strong, mm. which is very wrong, <laughs> right? The thing about many young people now is, you see, we want to play close to the boundary. Mm-hmm. You want to kiss, you want to touch and expect not to have sex. Mm. It's not magic. It's 90% action, mm. 10% prayer, mm. right? So, yes, of course, pray about these things. Right. Ask God, God, what do we do? You know, how do we? But also, if you know you can't stand being in the same room mm. as your partner, not feel sexually tempted, mm. avoid it. Mm. Right. If you know you can't go to his house and, you know, him not coming around you and yeah. this and that, try meeting more in public. Mm-hmm. Right? We were very deliberate about this. Yes. In as much as we would have dates at home and whatnot, you'd come over to my house, we'd cook something. We probably always had people over. Exactly. Right, we we'll do like maybe double dates. So you come over home, and mm. you know, Javon Debra will be there, or you know, there'll be somebody else, or there'll be you know. We always made sure we're in an environment where we were protected. Yes. So it first starts with the environment. Mm-hmm. What kind of environment are you in, and how are you managing that environment that you are in? Mm-hmm. Because I can't expect us to be in the same room mm-hmm. at close to midnight mm. right and not me get tempted mm. that is not how the mind works yes. you will be tempted mm. and you can't it's not a competition where you say you know what, i have to test how strong i am exactly. to resist this temptation no what are you doing with the environment that you're in how are you managing mm. you know the environment that you're in and like my youth uh pastor always used to say don't turn on the stove unless you're ready to cook the Bible in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18 to 20 says, flee yeah. from sexual immorality. Yes. All other sins a man commits are outside his body. Yeah. But he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Mm. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit yeah. who is in you, whom you have received from God? Are you not your own? You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Yeah. I think for me, the first thing you need to understand is one, Sex before marriage is a sin. Yes. Communication. There's no two ways about it. Let's not beat around the mm. bush. That's number one. Yeah. So now you know it's a sin. Yeah. Number two, the Bible in First Corinthians 6 verse 18 to 20 has told yeah. us, flee from sexual yes. immorality. Yes. That's telling you something about what God thinks yes. of sexual immorality. Yes. Meaning it's very possible. Exactly. When you're told to flee, it's like, you know, you go to someone's house and you see a dog charging against you. They'll tell you, Tapiwa, run. What if it don't run? What <laughs> <laughs> if it don't run? But here yeah, they're telling you. Yeah, run, 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 run. So it's not, clearly, because you know, I think people make it look like it's something that's simple or it's something that can't happen. It's very easy to fornicate. Exactly. It's so, so easy. Yeah. Mr. S mentioned something about, about um, the environment. When you see that you're in a place where something can happen, yeah. run. Run, exactly. There's exactly. something very wrong. And we talk about kingdom marriage and we talk about it, number uh, about number one, it being um, designed by God. So one, you have to be in a relationship with someone who subscribes to the same beliefs as exactly. you do. Exactly. Someone who also understands that sex before marriage is a sin. Yes. Someone who knows that um, 1 Corinthians 6 says, flee from sexual immorality. Yes. It means it will come. 
Yes. You'll be tempted. The te- exactly. The temptation, the temptation will come. come. There's yeah. no, like, I, I think also people think like people who manage to stay pure th- um, through their relationships, they tend to tempted. think, yeah, they think they're not tempted or like there's they like a special dress. level of Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, a special no, level of Christianity you have to reach for you to, you know, be able to overcome. But no, trust me, we're all human beings. Yeah. The temptation is there. It's what you do when the temptation comes. Yeah. So when you see that your boyfriend is inviting you to his house, at the house he's alone. Yeah. In the alone, the bedroom is dark. Yeah. In the music, there are things. <laughs> Run. It's flee. True. It's there's true. no other there's no other way to go about it. You know yeah. what I mean? And the moment you start placing yourself in environments where it is very possible for fornication to happen, that's it. Yeah. Like you've said, you're turning on the cooker before you're ready to cook. Exactly. Is you need to be very, very intentional about it. There's no secret. I I think people think like there's like a, a, a gem, yeah. a hidden. There's yeah. nothing hidden. Run away from it. Yeah. Avoid it. Yeah. Avoid being in such environments. Yeah. Avoid it at all costs. Meet in public. Go out to lunch at Hungry Lion. Yeah. Where people are seeing you. There's nothing you're going to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the moment you start putting yourselves in those environments, immediately you're losing it. Yeah, look, like I like I said, right? It's it's trying to see, okay, how close towards the border can we operate without it being a sin, mm. right? So it's okay. What can we do? Yes, that is not a sin mm. because we have not had sex, exactly. right? So those when you begin to think like that, automatically mm. you will eventually fall into sin, exactly, right? And like you've mentioned, I think it's also about your partner. Mm-hmm. You must be like-minded. You must have a certain level of understanding mm-hmm. between yourselves to understand that, look, this is not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know certain men, mm-hmm. right, or guys, mm-hmm. let me not call them men, guys, that would demand for sex from mm-hmm. your partner mm-hmm. because you are boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I know about that. to get married. Exactly. You know and my the, parents. The excuse, exactly. The excuse is... We'll still get married. Yeah, exactly. And people will even go as far as saying, no, but how do you know? You have to test, mm. you know, this and that and this and that. But I, I believe that that, look, there's room for repentance, even if you have, even if you're a person that has probably fallen into that sin, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's grace yes. for you to pick yourself up and begin all over again. Mm-hmm. And believe me, when you begin to communicate to God about certain things, mm-hmm. Understand who your partner is, mm-hmm. right? Understand who you are dealing with in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to actually know each other mm. and know each other's weaknesses. Yes. Right? So I know that, okay, look, if I, you know, if, for example, you have told me, say, you know what, you are not going to touch me on my bum, mm-hmm. right? I know that, look, what this does, if I do that, is only going to lead to the next thing and the yeah. other and the other. So also have a certain open understanding and mm-hmm. open communication. Communication, yeah. Right? And people need to understand that it's not me versus you mm. trying not to do this. It's us versus this. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, if you can pull each other's hands, you know, one day maybe one will be weaker mm. than the other, the other will be stronger than the other. And, you know, mm. the roles will probably alternate just like that. But you need to be of one understanding. You need to have one solid understanding to say that, you know what, these are the rules that we have set for ourselves. These are the principles that we have set for ourselves. How do we, you know, Ensure that we're, exactly. we're doing the correct exactly. thing. Exactly. I, 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 to to kind of like, you know, relate this whole thing. I was having a, a meeting yesterday uh. with uh, like a safety engineer. 
And you were saying that, you know what, in trying to prevent accidents from happening in the workplace, we need to put more, you know, mechanical, more like mechanical solutions mm-hmm. than we do human solutions because yes. human are bound to error. Always. Right? Human are bound Always. to error. So you can tell a human being that, you know what, you are, if you're going two meters high, this is right from the safety perspective. perspective. If you're going to, if you're going to climb two meters high, you need to put in a safety harness, right? Or you have to wear a safety belt. They will not do it. At one, one day, they'll probably forget to do it and, you know, have an accident. But what you can do is wire every two meter ladder mm-hmm. with, you know, an automatic safety harness exactly. that you can't use it before wearing the, you know, the harness. So put in measures yes. that don't really depend on you. Mm. It right. because you say exactly. you 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 can easily say you know what ah let's Today, just no. let's just uh-huh. throw it let's exactly. just throw it away exactly we'll get through it and I think um the Bible in First Thessalonians four verse three says for this is the will of God your sanctification that is that you abstain from sexual immorality yeah. I think one thing that um is not discussed enough is how much sexual immorality takes away from what you can become as a couple yeah. and who you can become as a partner. Yeah. Um, it, people don't like to talk about soul ties and the implication of what happens when you have sex with someone, yeah. but there is an implication. Yes. There is a certain bond that is built from yeah. it. And that bond is really undermined. People like to think like, mm, I can get away with it. Yeah, I can no, do it this time. No. I can do it this time. But it is important for us to remain sanctified yeah. until we get married. There's yeah. a purpose. There's a reason why God reserves it for married people yeah. is because you can't go around building bonds with every Jim and Jack that yeah. you find. There's something very wrong about that. And beyond that, there's also spiritual aspects attached yes. to it. There's people, for example, I'll tell you who will come to you and will tell you, I don't understand. Yeah. I used to be very smart and now I just fail at school. Yeah. When you go deep and ask him, like, what's actually happening in your life? Yes. You'll find that a lot of them are fornicating. Yes. And you're wondering, some people are literally demons in the flesh. Yes. They just come to take away from you. Still and kill and destroy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Literally, yeah. they, they'll come in the home of a guy yeah. or a girl and they'll come and literally steal your destiny right up out yeah. of you. It's and you'll true. be wondering, why is my life not making sense? Yeah. Why? As... Christians, as yeah. believers, you possess something great yeah. and the enemy wants to ruin that. Yes. So it would be foolish for you to think as though there's no implications yes. for whenever you have sex. There's implications. That's why some problems you have, you can't even explain where they're coming from. Yeah. It's because of what you're doing in the background. Yeah, 100%. And look, this also just doesn't apply to, you know, people that are probably like in a relationship, but even in marriage. Mm. Uh, I've heard most people say you can't have the same food every Every day day. and whatnot. Mm. But we were just discussing, I think the other day with a couple of friends to say, look, it's a journey. It is. Right. And it's a problem if you start the journey too early. Uh It's a problem if you start it too late. It has to be at the right time. So, you know, it's a journey of discovery with your partner. How are you discovering each other and, you know, learning about each other. And that's what makes the difference when you, that's what makes you cleave Uh and, you know, be joined together when you are married. Uh Right. So there's a lot of misconception, so to speak, about the fact that, look, it's, it's, it's casual. Mm. It's not casual, like it's you've not. said. It's uh, It's got so much spiritual implication. And one just needs to actually be wary of it, right? And another thing that, that more like the next, the third 
thing about how to prevent, you know, sex before marriage or stay celibate in in your relationship, I, a lot of it is hinged on the fear of God. Yes. The fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom, all knowledge, mm-hmm. right? And so if you are accountable to God, mm-hmm. you and your partner must be on the same page about exactly. it and have the fear of God in your life. Mm-hmm. I believe what's missing, more especially in such circumstances, on the 10% part where it's no where it's, it's not much of action, but it's actually of, right. you know, exactly. It's how are you communicating with God? Because there, there's a certain... The way you can starve the flesh, mm. right, is by empowering your spirit. Yes. What deliberate moves are you making in a relationship and as a couple to empower the, the spirit. spirit more than you are empowering the flesh, mm-hmm. right? How are you praying together? How are you growing spiritually? How are you benefiting each other mm. spiritually that, you know, it's grooming you and you're going higher and higher and higher? Because most of the times we focus mostly on, you know, trying to... It's 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 really about okay, how much time are we spending together? How much how much time are you actually spending with God? Mm. Right? Like you spoke about our first date and how we went on a drive. Mm. This is probably how it went. Mm. We went, you know, went on a drive. I had time to eat, had time to talk about ourselves, had time to chat, and you know, talk about our future plans. But as we were driving back, it was a time filled with worship. If you yes. remember, we we're praying, we we're yes. worshiping God. We engaged God. So you also have to ask for help from God if you're going to be able to withstand the temptation that comes with, you know, sex before marriage. I think a lot of young people nowadays fear their parents. They fear their siblings. They fear society more than they fear God. Recently, I saw a post online where... Um, this girl, I guess it came out to the public that she was having sex before marriage and she literally killed herself. Yeah, And that makes you realize like, oh, okay, she's very afraid of what people people will say. say. She's very afraid of what her parents would say. The embarrassment her siblings are going through. She doesn't care about what's happening to God. Yes, what what God will say. What will God say? Because when you make a mistake and you go back to the throne of grace and you ask for forgiveness and you repent of your sins, God is happy to take you back into his arms. This is something that I want a lot of young people women and young men out there to hear and to listen is that even if you have failed God, even if you're fornicated, you can go back to God and well, repent of your grace, sins. There's, there's grace. grace. You know what I mean? There's it's not the end of your life. No, no, no. You don't need to be me. perfect. Even if you've done something wrong now, after listening to this podcast, yeah. you know better. Fear God more than you fear man. Yes. So much so that if something goes wrong in your life, the first place you run to is God. And the moment you run to God, you know when, I think um, this thing is a bit undermined. Yeah. When someone is going through a hard time yeah. and they and you tell them pray, yeah. I think what they miss is that it's not enough to talk to someone. I mean, like to talk to Tapiwa, yes. you know, or to talk to Malama or to talk yeah. to whoever, or to talk to your mom. It's yeah. not enough. Yeah. Why isn't it enough? Sometimes I won't be able to apply grace to your yes. situation. Yes. But you know who's always able to apply grace? Yes. God. Yes. God is always there for you. So no matter how much you're wrong, no matter what you're going through, yes. the reason why a lot of Christians say pray, yes. when we say pray, is we're saying seek God and seek repentance. Yes. Because there you'll find grace. There you'll find love. Sometimes you'll come and talk to me about your situation and it's a bad day for me. Yeah. I'm a human being. Yeah. So I don't I'll have... even judge you. you know, I'll even yeah. judge. I'll yeah. tell you, how could you do that foolish yeah. thing? Are you yeah. mad? You, you yeah. get what I mean? Yeah. Like, I am human. So when you run to me, 
you're not going to receive anything from me. Yeah. More than anything, run to God because in God you will find everything. Yes. You know what I mean? You know what? You've you've raised a very important point. Um, I've been learning about a certain dimension of prayer. Mm. Uh, normally, we believe prayer is talking to God mm. and God talking to you. Mm-hmm. You know, more like a dialogue between you and God. But I, you see, when Jesus prayed. The Bible says that his countenance and his physical appearance was altered, Mm. right? There's a certain dimension of prayer Mm -hmm. where it's about you being changed. Yes. Prayer has the power to change you, Mm. right? And like I said, there's a certain level of prayer that does not change the heart of God, but changes you. Yes. You see, most times we approach prayer as if we are going to untwist God, Mm. To say, you know what, God, I sinned and I'm here to I'm twist you into mm. forgiving me mm. because I'm crying before you. Mm. But we need to approach the throne of grace mm. as I want prayer to change me. Yeah. I want prayer to change the way I look and view mm. celibacy. I want prayer to change me, mm. right? So in the fight, of mm. course, against, you know, premarital sex, mm. prayer is very key. Yes. We cannot take away the power of prayer because you know what prayer does actually change Mm. and prayer has the power Mm. or even altering your, your feelings and your, you know, your attractions. Mm. Prayer has that power, right? But also what we're now asking is what are you doing Mm. with that empowerment that prayer has given you? Like I read in the, in the very first instance, David would pray Mm. and ask God, is this possible? And God would say, yes, it's possible. Go ahead and do it. Mm. And he would go, he would move in the action of that word. Yes. Right. So when you pray and you engage God, say, is it possible for us to, you now, it needs to be followed up with the action. I think um, on on the element of prayer being important that it being the 10% and the other percent being choosing. um, One thing that is also neglected when we discuss um, purity before marriage is the fact that, it's not just about you avoiding fornication with yeah. your partner. Yeah. It's about you even avoiding things like masturbation. Yeah. Because for me and for a lot of young women, when we have this discussion, yeah. they tend to think that masturbation is justified because yes. there's no one else involved. Yes. But when now you've spoken about prayer changing you as an individual, yeah. that is important for people who are struggling with things like masturbation. Yeah. It's because you justify it because you're telling yourself, ah, there's no guy involved. Ah, there's no girl involved. Yeah. This is just about me. Yeah. But the truth is God can change you so that you abstain from even such form exactly. of sexual immorality. Exactly. Exactly. Because even that is a sin. Any sexual pleasure you're giving yourself before you're married yeah. is a sin. Yeah. It is reserved. God has said, no, yeah. these things are reserved for married yeah. people. Yeah. And when we talk about fornication, I know a lot of young people like to say, yeah, no, but me, I don't involve anyone else. Yeah. I am by myself. You know, I fulfill my own sexual pleasures. The Bible still says that you should abstain from all sexual immorality. Yeah. And when you come to the throne of grace and you're praying and you're asking, God, please change me. And just the way you've spoken about it for me is so important, especially for people who think, not even that it's justified, people who might think, I want to change, but I'm failing. 
when we say pray, you can literally go and pray and God changes exactly. you, you as yes. an in- individual. You get what I mean? Because maybe the struggle is not so much about you and your partner. The struggle is about yourself. You. Yeah. Maybe your partner is even standing strong and yeah. when you're with them, you know, you flee from yeah. sexual morality. But yeah. then you go home. Yeah. You're with your girlfriend. You've managed. To, yeah. Your girlfriend has managed to run you, away. You, There's now you. Yeah, behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. What happens? It's what do you what, do during that time? And look, even that... Uh, what we consume, mm. right, in yes. form of media. Yes, I was gonna go. It's also like very key. Mm-hmm. Um, you realize that there's certain songs, yes. and I realize this very early, mm. right? There's certain songs that I'll be listening to, and I'll just, you know, my sexual edges will be all over the place yes. because of the kinds of songs I'm listening to, mm-hmm. because of the kind of TV shows I'm watching. Yes. Unfortunately, these things are in almost every everything. exactly yeah. everything that you need, and that is why it's important to now begin to filter. Mm. What you're watching. Exactly. Consecrate. That's yeah. the word. Right? There's times where I say to myself, you know what? I'm this is not normal. The kind of songs I'm listening to, these, yes. you know, I'm a piano songs I'm listening to, and you know, yeah. they're giving me these what are they talking about? Yes. Right. And look, how do we consume? You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing and hearing by the hearing. word of, exactly by the word of God. So it means the opposite is true, mm. is that what will drain your faith will so also come. Urges come by hearing. Hearing and hearing. What, what are you consuming? Yeah. Right. What kind of music are you listening mm. to? And I have done this experiment over and over again, and it works. Mm. What you listen to, what mm. you watch, mm. what you read, what mm. you're consuming mm. through, you know, the windows of your heart, which are your eyes, mm. your play ears, your yeah. ears exactly, yeah. your ears, your eyes. Mm. What are you? What are you listening to? Mm. You cannot listen to one thing. Your mouth. Exactly. Let's talk about red wine. Exactly. Yeah. You can't listen to one thing yes. and expect another. Everything is a door. See, the Bible says God cannot be food. Mm. You cannot plant uh, watermelon seeds and expect to, you know, lemon seeds to yeah. come out. You rip what you mm, sow. Exactly. So what are you sowing? Mm. And obviously to the person that wrote to you, the mm. question is, what are you sowing? Exactly. If you can change your, you know, your environment totally to what you're listening to mm, what, what you're, you're reading watching, what yeah. you're watching the kind of shows when you see there's a certain pastor listening to he said that he has only seen a naked woman once mm. and this was by mistake mm. this is in his life this is someone in like his 70s mm. and he saw that when he was like 15 at the age of 70, he still remembers that image. It doesn't come That's off. how powerful these things are. The moment it goes into your mind, exactly. it sticks. Exactly. So avoid certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, move away from certain movies. Mm-hmm. No matter how nice the movie. I remember it, it really hurt me mm-hmm. when I had to stop watching Power. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I love the concept of it. Yeah. Uh, but there were certain scenes that, you know, I just couldn't. Just, they were just True. they just don't sit right with my spirit. Yeah. So, you know, let me stay, exactly. Let me stay away from this. Yeah. Let me find a better alternative, yeah. right? So that's I think that's that's those are some of the key issues that. We and you have. see, conse- uh, just to add on, consecration yeah. um is so important. Yeah. I remember recently there's this new Gabrielle Union movie yeah. that's come out, and I remember like being so excited. I'm saying, oh, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it. Yeah. And the moment I'm watching it. Or like, oh, we get to these scenes and all that they're just doing is a sex, sex, sex. And I'm like, okay, then what am I expecting? Exactly. What are you expecting? When I'm done. Yes. Like, what am I expecting? So even the music we listen to, even the food we eat, even the drinks we drink, when people say like, oh, okay, red wine makes women feel some type of way. And you go and you take yourself to drink red wine. 
what are you expecting exactly. is you know you, you like you said you can't expect to plant watermelon seeds and get oh, lemons out of it exactly, whatever yeah. you're planting whatever you're listening to whatever you're feeding your body that's yeah. exactly what you're going to get and especially with this social media age we need to be very careful because all of these things are being plastered all over yes even against our will yes you know have you ever tried to curate and for- you know uh wait on that very moment i was driving down greatest road and i think there's a poster if my memory serves me right um opposite Levi Monawasa Hospital mm-hmm. there's a certain poster of a bed where they're advertising a bed mm-hmm. but in that bed there's a woman who's literally naked and is just covering herself with the blanket mm-hmm. i'm thinking to myself what's the correlation between, between good sleep yeah <laughs> <laughs> and a woman you know a naked woman covering herself with just you know a blanket yes What's the like What's what the exactly? So these things are everywhere. Yeah, and so that's why you you really have to. Be ex- you it has to be intentional. Yeah, by not just you, but you and your partner, yeah. you have to be intentional. So you know what? Let's not consume. Yeah. these kinds of things. Let's not look. There's certain things that even in marriage, it's possible to last even yes. when you're married. Yes. Right. So consumption of certain things is very important for you to restrict. Yeah. I think it, 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 I like that you mentioned that even in marriage it happens yeah. is because just because you've now gotten to the wedding day, it doesn't mean you now drop. No, 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 no. Everything. Your fight and against you, last is, fact, is a life. intensifies. Exactly, exactly. Because now you have something to protect. So you need to go about your life protecting this. Even if it's music. Yeah. I, you know, there's a lot of music. It, it's not, thank God. It's very subtle, eh? You know you what I mean? You think it's, ah, it's just a nice jam. It's just a nice jam. And you'll be surprised what that nice jump can do to your life. Because you'll find someone's whole playlist, their whole, everything they listen to. And there's various songs. We won't mention them here, but there's <laughs> yeah, various songs but there's that a lot. the undertone of it is, you know, sex, sex, sex. Literally. Sex. Uh, and it's always women, money, naked women. It's, it's like, guys, let's be for real. Like, what are we expecting to get out of this? You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't study biology for a mathematics exam and think you're going to pass mathematics. It just can't happen. You Invest know, I, li- I listened to, and this brings me, you know, talking about music and the power, mm. the power of music. There's a certain minister called Craig Lewis. Mm. I listened to him long time ago. Mm. And I remember a certain part of that sermon, mm. right? He said that there's like three young men that walked up in his church. Mm-hmm that literally had shotguns. They sat in their back mm. to listen to the sermon. And after they were done, they went and put the shotguns at the altar. altar yeah. When they put the shotguns at the altar, he asked them, you know, he just began to question them. So how did you, how did you even get yourself to come to church and, and whatnot? And he's, you know, they said when we were driving and, you know, something just pulled us in here mm. to come. And he began to ask them, he asked them a question, right? To say, okay, how do you, what do you do to prepare yourself to go kill people? Mm. And he said, would get in a car, Mm -hmm. full blast on, listen to music about killing. Mm. And believe me, after a two-hour session of listening to music about killing, Mm. we would kill anybody without feeling anything. Mm. It was only after we had done it, then we came back to assess it and began to regret. But then in the moment, Mm. all we would do is just, you know, close the windows, burst up music about killing. And that's it. An hour, two hours of listening to that, we were ready to kill anybody. That's the power that media has. That's the power that music have. The That's last, the power that, you know, movies have. The last uh, two weeks, I've literally been listening to um, this song by Nathaniel Bassi, Yeshua yeah. Hamashiach. Yeah. And 
if I tell you, I, the purpose for which I've been listening to that song is because whenever I listen to that song, yeah, even before he gets to the chorus, yeah. The poetry in the yeah. beginning seems yeah. to shake me. Yes. You know, we'll be in a worship session, for yeah. instance, at home. Let's say in the evening, we say, okay, today we're going to worship. Yeah. And we'll play a bunch of music. But the moment we get to that song and that poetry, if I tell you that it transforms my mind and it makes yes. me just worship God in a different That's way, I just started to tell myself, you know what? I need to now learn this poetry. That's the and I've been reading the poetry and learning what she's saying and, you know, referencing to what the lyrics are saying and the Bible. And if I tell you the way I am praising God before I pray yeah. has just transformed it's over changed. the last two weeks. Yeah. It's changed. Yeah. And that's just the power of music and exactly. what it can do to you. Exactly. And this is what we want for any young person listening to this is yeah. that whatever you're feeding, whatever you're learning, yeah. there's something that will come. There's a result. You know what? Music is actually spiritual. It is. Music is very spiritual to a point whereby, um, you see in the Bible, whenever King Saul was troubled by, you know, a demon. Yes. He would call David to come and play yeah, the harp. Yeah. And when David played the harp, the Bible says the demon would leave him alone. Yes. Right? He played an instrumental. Mm -hmm. Most people say, ah, but what about me? I just listen, I just literally listen to just beats, beats yeah. right? But look, the heart of the musician follows the music. Mm -hmm. And so the intent of which someone has for that particular music is for you to fornicate. Mm -hmm. Believe me, you, you will fornicate. And don't think the world is innocent. Exactly. People do crazy stuff out there. Exactly. There's power in music. Don't be it's naive. Everything is spiritual. Yeah. Life is more spiritual than it is physical. Yeah. So take care of take care of yourself. I hope that this podcast has been of help to you. I hope you have learned a thing or two about how to stop pure before marriage. I hope our stories and lessons will be of aid in your journey to marriage. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you guys in the next episode. Ciao, ciao. The Self-Propel Flower is a Christian community that I have created to be a source of communication, conversation, and education for young women. I'm Tapiwa Simukwai. I'm a Christian. I'm a wife. I'm a mother, a lawyer, and an academic. I hope that this platform can be a source of wellness and development for young women. Thank you so much for joining us.